Sean Styles. BBC. Radio Merseyside. Now, we love to do a feature on a Saturday called The Entertainer, and we speak to somebody in the spotlight, someone who entertains people, someone who's, it could be anything, a singer, a comedian, a dancer, a magician, anything like that. We've had so many uh, over the months talking about their life and career. Now, if you think about someone... Uh, some of the great guitar players, of course, the usual suspe- suspects come up like Brian May, you've just heard Queen, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, these names always come up. But the next fella will give them all a run for the money, you know, with his unique style and the fact that he uses all parts of his guitar to make his music. His name is John Gomm. He's a percussive uh, guitarist who can count uh, the likes of Stephen Fry amongst his biggest fans. He's a regular visitor to Liverpool as well, and he's coming to Leaf on Bowl Street, is John, um, on Thursday the 4th of November. He's been telling me about his journey, and we can also hear a snippet of his song Passion Flower, and the video to the song has been viewed, listen to this, over 18 million times on YouTube. <laughs> playing when I was very very young and I was like into all different styles and I have a very very short attention span I got bored really quickly so I'd kind of want to play electric guitar or play percussive guitar like a flamenco guitarist might play or, mm. or pound on the guitar like a drummer or do every different kind of technique that I found out about from any different style of music I wanted to do and the only instrument you can do all that on is acoustic guitar you can't do that on electric guitar if you hit an electric guitar nothing really happens Sean but mm. um an acoustic guitar is a lovely big hollow wooden box and if you hit it it's got all these amazing drum sounds inside it so um yeah it's uh, it's it's fun so it's kind of a little one-man band thing i can just play on my own i don't need a drummer or a bass player i can just do it all myself So take us back to the beginning. Obviously, the first one you got was an acoustic guitar, was it? When I was very little, I got a ukulele because um, I, I have a very um, vague memory of um, seeing a bloke playing guitar, a red guitar on TV. My dad tells me it was Mark Knopfler on Top of the Pops. Oh, so that ages me instantly. And um, since then, I was two years old and all I wanted was, uh, was a guitar. And they couldn't get a guitar that was small enough for a two-year-old. So they got me a <laughs> ukulele and um, just left me to mess around with it. And then after, um, when I was about four, I'd been trying to play this thing, you know, on and off in, in that period of time. When mm. I was four, I frog-marched this ukulele outside and smashed it to pieces on the driveway because <laughs> I couldn't play it. And at that point, um, my uh, mum and dad decided they'd better try and find a guitar teacher who was prepared to take on a four-year-old. And um, wow. yeah, I went from there. Well, music anarchy at the age of four. I love this. I know, it's like Pete Townsend smashing it up. <laughs> yeah. But when you're four, you're allowed to do that, right? I mean, he's got no excuse whatsoever. No, well, that's, your mum and dad were probably glad of the peace. They probably left you to it, you know. <laughs> you know so what? It, it really is like that, because sometimes you, you give a kid a guitar, a kid like me anyway, and I would just disappear for hours and hours and hours, and you wouldn't hear a peep out of me because I'd just be, just be practising and learning stuff, yeah. so... So you, you had lessons at that stage then, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I've had lessons all you know all through my childhood, and then I went to a guitar school in London. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go to... Um, I was quite good at like English at school, and um, I was into poetry and, you know, stuff mm. like that. And I'm a songwriter now, so it's okay. And um, 
So I got a place at Oxford to do English, but I uh, told my mum I wanted to take a year out to go and study the guitar. And um, now I'm, I'm 44 and I'm still on that year out, Sean. Don't tell my mum, <laughs> like, because um, she'll yeah. get annoyed. <laughs> Who were your big influences then growing up? Oh, and, man. And, you know, and still. Okay, so not to like uh, cash in on being on uh, Radio Merseyside, but when I was a kid, I just listened to the Beatles over and over and over again. Nice. And um, my dad, I just had the Red Album and the Blue Album. You know those compilations? I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, looking over the balcony. Exactly. Oh, so beautiful. And it had like yeah. the, the picture of when they were young on the front and the yeah. picture of when they were older on the back, but then it was reversed for the, for the latest. Anyway, anyway, it was, uh, yeah, so it's all those singles. And I used to just sing along to them and then... Uh, my uncle bought me a book of um, how to play them on the guitar, but it was all in Spanish and all the words, all the words were, he bought it in Spain on holiday and all the words were in Spanish. It's, it's, it's a really different time now, just the past kind of really only 10 years. You can learn anything you want now on the internet. People, Kids can just use YouTube to, to learn anything they want. And it's amazing. When, when I was a kid, you're just scrabbling around trying to find any material that you can learn from, you know? So Who's the best you've seen? Oh, man. So, in my opinion, the best acoustic guitar player to ever live is a man called Tommy Emmanuel from Australia. And uh, he's not, like, I guess a household name, but any guitarist will know who he is. And he plays all over the world, and he's been doing that for decades. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's not so young anymore, but he's, he's still absolutely um, incredible to watch and plays as if he's in his 20s, you know, and he's just... Um, He's an incredible guitar player, but he's different to me. He's a bit more, um, he's in the kind of Chet Atkins style. Yeah, yeah. It's like that style, but to the max. So it's quite different from me, yeah. I mean, your popularity grew when the video for your song Passion Flower went viral after a tweet by Stephen Fry. What was that like? Um, it was really crazy, Sean. I've been playing for a long time. So, for example, the gig I'm playing at Leaf, I'm playing mm. for a local promoter called Graham, who has been putting me on since before that. Really, really, really long time. He's been putting me on in tiny little gigs to like, you know, mm. maybe 30, 40 people or whatever. And um, now I'm still playing for him, but we can do it in a bigger venue and, you know, get loads of people in, hopefully. You know, wow. I shouldn't I shouldn't count my chickens during this time of, you know, with what we've got, been going through and everything. But, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's just kind of made everything that I was already doing as a professional musician just like 10 times bigger. And um, it was really... It was really surreal, to be honest, and, and, and I didn't really... I never got into this to, to be famous or have, like, a big audience or anything mm. like that. I never really wanted that. I just like playing the guitar. Um, I hate the idea of being a centre of attention. I hate it. So it, it was actually really, really hard uh, in a lot of ways. So it was amazing for my career, but kind of mentally, it took me a long time to kind of get over, not just that Stephen Fry tweet, but just the viral video and suddenly millions of people watching my videos and stuff. It was you know, really odd. Of massive talent, isn't it? That's John gone. We'll hear more from John in the second part of his interview. But uh, he's coming to leave in Liverpool. He lo- you heard him saying there, he loves uh, coming to Liverpool, he loves his time there. More now from today's entertainer, a lad called John Gom, 
Uh, he's a cracking guitarist. He uses all parts of his guitar to make his music. And he's coming to Liverpool. He's going to be playing Leaf on Bowl Street on Thursday, the 4th of November. John was the guest judge on the Sky Arts show Guitar Star. And he's been telling me what that experience was like. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome, man. I absolutely loved it. I did, they did two series of that show, uh, as far as I know. They just did two. Or they, maybe they did another one. They didn't ask me back. I don't know. <laughs> but I came on to, to like do a little bit of teaching. It was just amazing to see. Uh, there weren't all kids either that were on there. There was. It was really good. There were some um, older people who'd been playing for a very, very long time. Mm. Um, but they wanted to go on this show and maybe see if they could ca- catch a break. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. So it's all different styles, blues players, classical players. You know, electric, acoustic. It was really, really awesome to be a part of that. And um, also, doing TV is just hilarious. Like, um, you have to film. I remember there was a, another guitar player on with me on the, I think the second year that I did it, called Paco Pena, who is a, a legendary flamenco guitarist from Spain. Like, wow. but I, I got my first Paco Pena record. I listened to it when I was a little kid. You know, yeah. and um, yeah, I, I had to talk to him as part of this thing, but they were just filming us chatting. It didn't matter what we were saying. And I also had to open a door for him and we walked through and we had to film us doing that door opening and us walking through about five times. <laughs> Not so we were getting it wrong. They just needed to, ch- I don't know why they had to change it like, so yeah. many times. And it's just, it becomes like really, really hilarious trying to open a door for one of the guitar heroes seven times and chat to him about nothing. Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird <laughs> bonding experience. You know what I mean, it's wow. pretty surreal. When you've remained an independent artist, you've got your own record label. Have you ever thought about uh, getting involved with a major record label, or is it important to you to stay as you are? So I actually do have a record deal now, but it's with a small independent label, just because I couldn't do everything on my own anymore. So I've signed with a a really small label called K-Scope, who just release kind of progressive, interesting music and it's been really great. It's with them. It's exactly like it would be on my own. It's just I don't have to do every single thing, <laughs> and they don't they don't tell me what to play or what my music should sound like or what to wear. Or I would never do the kind of big corporate thing because I've just seen it eat up so many of my friends over wow. my life in music, where they they get the big deal, they think everything's going to happen for them, and then they just get put on a shelf. Yeah, it's uh, doing it your not, way. That's the main thing. It is. You know, and yeah, you're coming so to Leaf on Bolster. You've been to Liverpool loads yeah, of yeah. times, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love playing in Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan as well. Um, so it's just nice to be in the city. It's just, I, you know, I went to the Beatles Museum, I think, like the, mm. within a couple of months of it opening, which is a really long time ago. And yeah. Beatles is just kind of this. I'm from Blackpool myself, which is uh, obviously a cultural, strange place it's like just cabaret and whatever so whereas <laughs> liverpool is a city where kind of in the history of music it was the closest city to me and it was like living near like uh you know detroit or nashville oh, or some great gosh, musical yeah. city where i could i could go and visit and just you know just be excited just to be in this city with this amazing history so yeah so how can we find out more about you and get tickets for the shows just my website so it's com. It's J O N G O M. 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. And if you go there, then you can just find out anything you could possibly need. So what date, what's the date in November for Leaf? The 4th of November, I believe, is it? Fourth, mate, yeah, I wrote it down specially, so I have it in front of me, <laughs> otherwise I can't remember. So, um, so yeah, 4th of November, uh, I can't remember what day of the week that is, but, you know, it's the day before bonfire night, so it's, quite easy to, it's not easy to, to uh, remember, it's not difficult to remember, yeah. Well, of course, if you've got a ukulele you can't play and you're four years of age, bombing night, bonfire night coming up. So. <laughs> I'm not endorsing that. Don't burn your instruments. Don't listen to Sean. Don't do it. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> George Harrison was into his ukulele, wasn't he? Yeah, was he? I didn't know that, yeah, actually. George Harrison was, um, I'm sure he was a part of or a member of the George Formby Society. Was he really? Yeah, he that wouldn't surprise me. He absolutely was. I'm sure he was. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. It was, you know, he was somebody who really respected like the pop music that had gone before him. He was a massive Buddy Holly fan, I know that. And um, yeah, he was uh, just, you know, obviously, but I've never seen him with a ukulele, I've never seen a picture of that, but obviously he was an incredible guitar player. In fact, maybe, it's hard to say, but maybe my favourite guitar solo of all time is from Something, which is a, a really beautiful Beatles ballad. And the guitar solo is just like a, a song in itself. It's just. Incredibly, he, he was—he's such an underrated guitarist. I know that sounds I weird agree. to say, but yeah. because he's—he's he's not like a technical. He was technical, but he wasn't like a like a show-offy improvising guy like Hendrix, who I love as well. Yeah, but obviously he was like a virtuoso guitarist because he didn't do that kind of big guitar hero stuff. Um, he just played beautiful music on the guitar. He's really underrated, in my opinion, which is a shame. John, it'll be great to see you back in Liverpool. Leaf on Bold Street, Thursday, the 4th of November. Uh, take care, my friend, and great to talk again. You too, mate. Thanks a lot. Talented lad, all right. That was a song called Deep Sea Fishers by today's entertainer, John Gom. If you want to go and see John live, he's at Leaf, as we say on Bow Street, the Thursday, the 4th of November. Thursday, the 4th of November. And you can visit his website for more details. John Gom, that's J-O-N-G-O-M-M.com. John Gom, J-O-N-G-O-M-M.com to find out more.